This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 99. 99. That's a Nina song for you there, Dave, if you're listening at home with your red balloons. <laughs> no, 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 love ballona. No, That's the one. Oh, close enough, anyway, I think, of Tallboy Radio, in case you're unsure as to what you were listening to. Next week is going to be episode 100, but we're going to keep it short next week and the week after because we did Christmas and New Year's episodes last year and hardly anybody listened to them because we don't want to be taking up an hour of your time when you're spending it with family. So we're just going to do some nice, short, punchy half-hour episodes for that. But for now, this episode is going to be a regular one. So let's say hello to the host to find out exactly what it is that these guys are drinking. Yeah, evening, guys. Really looking forward to, to this evening's fun and games. And out of a St. Bernardus glass that I stole from a pub, but keep that quiet, I am drinking a Duval, Duval. Andy, you, your pronunciation is probably better than mine. Duval, I say, but... I think Teddy's it, pronunciation is probably better just, than just if, just if that goes, just if that goes, I've got an Erdinger just, just in, in, in the background. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Andrew? Howdy. I'm on a uh, Tiny Rebel 505. Nice. I'm not editing nice. it. I don't think I've ever had it, actually. So I thought I'll give it a whirl and drink it out of the can like a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it any good? Yeah, it's not bad. It's a NEIPA. Oh, yeah. Tropical nice. fruity taste. So can't go wrong. Plenty of pineapple. <laughs> Grapefruit be okay. No pineapple, though. <laughs> well... Being that this episode is dropping round about the 20th of December, I thought it's only right and it's only proper to be drinking some Christmas beer. So I'm opening up with Delirium Christmas. So that's nice. the, the Noel offer, offering, and it comes in it as a, as a rather gentle 10%. I'm going to follow that one up. Have you ever tried this one, Andrew? Gordon Xmas? Uh, no. Oh, well, I believe it's a Belgian one, 8.8%. So that is what we would call here at TBR an intermediary light beer, I suppose, or a breakfast beer. And you can help me out with the pronunciation of the final beer I've got for the evening, which is a St. Foyleon. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'll do one. It's close enough. <laughs> and that one's 9%. I might have that one next. That, that was intriguing me. So, like we said, Christmas be- Christmas episode, Christmas beer. You're no doubt thinking about Christmas. We're recording this in late November, so obviously you know Gaz hasn't got his lights up. Or has he? I live in a house with three <laughs> ladies who love Christmas. So um, I, 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 I messaged Ad, or Ad messaged me. He said, is this something that we like, dude? And I was like, why? He went, well, they're on. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I think the following day, he was like, no, seriously, did what's wrong with your lights? I was like, why? He went, well, they're still on or whatever the, whatever it was. So, yeah, no, I love, as I say, I live with, so Jenny and my two kids, and they, they all love Christmas. Once they were up, it's like, well, we're not paying them for them to be put up and then not be on. So I was like, right, okay. Unlike Beans, we have no Christmas decorations inside the house up yet. 
football up. So we, yeah, we did the outsider up, but the inside isn't yet. So I, I have to concede that maybe it was a week early for the outside lights, but hey ho. Perfect for me, dude. Perfect for me. Well, we should have been away this weekend, and we should have been we should have been glamping and then going to visit Santa afterwards in the woods. I think near Arley Hall, but it got cancelled because of the severe weather. Obviously, you know this being November time. If you remember, if you think back a couple of weeks ago, we had some pretty strong winds. So in the end, we ended up taking our kids up to the Trafford Centre Friday night, missing out. Gaz, who was also there, I believe. <laughs> yeah, you said tweeting is like. Something, something, something at the traffic center. I was like, whoa, dude, are you here? And then I think I tweeted something like, all we need now is Andy to make a, a live podcast or something. You were like, oh, I just left or something. And then that was obviously when you retold the story about you should have been glamping and, and unfortunately sort of weren't able to do that. So I think um, you, you took JJ and Tiddy to see uh, Santa at the Trafford Centre, I think, didn't you, instead? Yeah, we did. We did. We thought, you know, we can't not let them. They knew they were going to see Santa, but they didn't know anything else about it. So we thought we're going to have to get somebody sorted. So we put that last minute. And there weren't too many there weren't too many people there, which was quite nice. I mean, the Trafford Centre was absolutely rammed. But to see Santa, there was only and two other families and as we're going in Matilda says well, I'm a bit nervous she was proper excited all the way up there I'm a bit nervous and obviously we've had that threat all year long every time she's naughty you know we always say like with the alarm that we've got the little red lights on Santa's watching you've got to yeah. move yourself yeah. and obviously just suddenly clicked and registered so most kids when they go up to see Santa, what they do is, I want this, I want that, and recount everything that they've seen on the adverts while watching Nick Jr. Oh, no, not Tiddy. Obviously, she's thinking, I've been naughty. I best do something to distract. So literally stood there and went to a massive spiel, grassing up JJ, everything he'd done that day. <laughs> JJ's thrown this. He's put a big chip in the, in the new wooden floor. He keeps messing around with the lights, and Daddy keeps telling him to stop it, and he's pulling the thing out of the electric plug socket, and we keep saying, no, leave it alone. It's like, all right, all right, let it go. <laughs> Give all tell us. <laughs> snitches get stitches, don't they? And they don't get anything. <laughs> well, that's what I keep saying to us. Like, stop grassing. Stop grassing. But it's got to the point, obviously, JJ's too. Obviously, he doesn't know. He doesn't get it. So he just grasses himself up. So he'll come running into the room and just say, JJ's messing around with the lights. It's like, all right, nice one, dude. Grass yourself up. Well done. <laughs> it is brilliant when, you know, you, you go through when the kids are young and stuff and whenever you used to go out to you know you'd have a meal out or something and there'd be like a camera or whatever and it'd be like oh, be, uh, you've got to be good the chef's watching if you're naughty he's not going to bring you your food and, and you just point at a light or a camera or whatever it may be but running up to Christmas is fantastic because you can just use that all the time it doesn't quite work with 16 and 14 year olds now unfortunately so you know you do get to the point where it sort of wears <laughs> off a little bit but hey it still works on that's it santa don't want to send me any dicks and flannel i would not be happy so i'll tell you something else that we've done as well this week because we're getting ready for christmas obviously as you know i've already mentioned my christmas present already sorted we were looking uh birthday presents from matilda because her birthday is early january now one of the things she loves she loves a program called number jacks uh, i don't know if you guys are ever familiar with it it's, yeah, it's like yeah. an ed yeah are you familiar call you andy you've got it to come you've got one to look forward to. to i remember number jacks yeah yeah yeah, so she, she loves it, but typically loves all the villains. And her favourite villain from it is, do you remember the number taker? It's the guy who basically dresses as an undertaker, but in white and goes around causing mischief. Right, okay. So we, and you know, she's, I want this toy, I want that toy. It's like, these toys don't exist. You know, it's not a particularly new programme. You can't buy a number taker toy. So I, I, I thought outside the box and I thought maybe we can get a message. You know, have you seen these websites, Memo and Cameo, where you can get messages from your favourite stars? So I thought it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. 
But as it turns out, the guy who played the number taker was also the White Walker on Game of Thrones. So he's on there. No way. Honestly, yeah. He's a chap by the name of Ross Mullen. I thought, I don't suppose he gets too many requests for the number taker <laughs> because we put it we put it in Saturday morning and we got it Saturday afternoon. I've got to be honest, I was pretty thrilled with it. And I think Matilda will be too. You know, it's, we've got to now hold off on the temptation for her to listen to it. But I thought this would lead in to a festive game for us, right? So we can have, we played higher or lower when we did the wrestling heights. So this is from the website. So Ross Mullen, it sent me back just shy of 40 quid to get that message from me, which I think is pretty reasonable for a two or three minute message from a celebrity, even if you may or may not have heard of him, but anyone who watches okay. Game of Thrones will be quite familiar. So let's go higher or lower than higher or lower. 40, we'll start off then, then 37 quid it cost me to get a message for him. James Murray or Murr from Impractical Jokers, higher or lower? Lower. Lower? Yeah. Uh, well, should be lower, yeah. 224 quid if you want a message from me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 224 pounds? Yeah, for a two-minute message from Mr. James Murray. I've met him. He's a very entertaining and, and polite young man, but yeah. Gee whiz, wow, I'm in the wrong business. Jesus. I know, I know. We should be charging get TBR <laughs> on that website. <laughs> All three of us will do it for less than that. Go on then. So <laughs> h- higher or lower than James Murray? Neil Razor Ruddock. Oh, I would say lower. lower. You guys are both saying lower. Yeah, yeah. thirty-five quid. Yeah, there we go. You see, money. You see. He, he, he can't be picking and choosing. That guy can't. David Spunky Seaman. He's gonna be higher, higher than that. thirty-five. Higher than that, you say? Yeah, one hundred and fifty quid for Spunky. No way. Oh yeah. No way. Want... Come on, Dave. This, this is one of your favourites now, and I'll try and say it. I'll try and do an impression of him now. <laughs> try. Just so you know, Louis Spence. <laughs> That's the worst impression in the world. Sorry. That's Louis Spence. I've got to say higher. Higher than 150 for Spunky? Oh, yeah. I'll go. I'll go higher for, for Louis. 65 quid. Oh, okay. What happens if you double up a message from Louis Spence and a photo of you on the ground? Trying to do the splits outside Pineapple Studios, like does it does that bump the value up or not? Or yeah, what? What do you think? I'm not sure it'd be that obvious. I was, I was trying to do the splits, but I'm not that flexible. <laughs> it just looked like a very questionable photograph. <laughs> I, I could share that, but I'm not going to. So, but yes, it, it's relatively questionable. So, how much was Louis Spencer? Thirty-five, sixty-five, sixty-five. So, Paul Chuckle. Oh, I see. He's going more than that. Oh, Chuckle Brothers were mint. Yeah. They were, they were. I'm going to say lower. And Andy says lower. Gaz? Higher. 40 quid. 40 quid for Paul Chuckle. Oh, okay, yeah. It's a shame about the the, 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 the other brother. Is it, Bar- is it Barry or whatever? But... Yeah, yeah. Were they actually brothers? Don't Google that one, Andy, because you might bring up other information. Oh, I'm not touching that. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think they were. Right then, played for Arsenal, played for Everton, Kevin Campbell. Lower. lower than 40 quid for Paul Chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Paul he's Chuckle. an Everton player, so I'll go, I'll go higher. 15 quid, dude. 15, 15. quid. <laughs> oh, Christmas cracker money there if you want to get yourself a lesson. 15 quid for two minutes. In fact, I might do that. Yeah, I'll say. Well, I wondered about that, whether we should do this for TBR, just get to say, promote it, and we can use it at the start of every episode. Just, yeah, get Kevin Campbell. Do we get to write the script then? You you get to you get to 
well, not necessarily. Well, you can write the script more or less. We just put in the different points that they wanted to say. And actually, he would have been he would have been a little bit cheaper. But we paid an extra five pounds to add some extra stuff in about Spooky oh, Spoon, okay. if you're familiar with that show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So Kevin Campbell, fifteen quid. Carol Baskin, higher or lower? Higher. Higher. You're quite right. One hundred eighty-seven pound fifty. No way. No, like who would who would pay that? I don't know. I don't get it. Well, some Carol Baskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone has had because there's a very good one here if you search Carol Baskin and, and Rolf Harris, where she sits up wishing Rolf Harris a, and his pal Jimmy Saville a happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> so, That's quite humorous, that was. So, Carol Baskin's £187.50. Kevin Painter, the dart player, my least favorite. Oh, it's got to, got to be less, less. than that. It's got yeah. to be significantly less than that. 40 quid. Okay. Anders Limpar played for Arsenal and Everton again. Less. Lower. Less than Kevin Payne. You see, you're both right. 33 quid. You've played this game before. But more than, but, but, interestingly, Anders Limpar charges more than Kevin Campbell. Double. Oh, okay. Double. There you go, you see. Yeah. Gary Busey. Oh, he's higher. Higher. Must be higher. 296 quid. And it's probably going to be unintelligible. (laughs) Like, he, like, yeah, that's bad because. I know he was pretty That's big it. in like the eighties and the nineties, but I'm and not he had a big resurgence last few years. Like, yeah, he's coming back out and doing like TV shows and stuff. He has, he has, but I still think I still think two hundred ninety-six quid's a little bit high for him. It's a, it's a bit steep. <laughs> right, last one, last one, last one. Then we've got to finish on this one. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's more. I'll go lower. He's not on there. <laughs> I just want to see if guys are getting excited. <laughs> Now, if he was on there, I might have paid 290 quid for him. <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, you know, the biggest trick the devil ever pulled and all that. I just picked out like, the best quotes that he's ever done in any of the films, just get him to string them together. But that'd be mint. I'll be honest, if he was on there, I probably would have got him for you. Who, who, would Andy, who would Andy go for? If you had to pick one celebrity to start to kick off an episode of TBR or wish you a Merry Christmas, who would you go for, Andy? Hello. Who could we go for? See, I would have guessed that Aaron Lewis, right? And I was, unfortunately, that name has just come to me now because when I was searching on Saturday, I was thinking, oh, have a look for that one, name. What the hell was his name? Then what, what, what band was he in? I can't remember. Old age <laughs> was kicking in as Gaz kindly put it out the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- you said, yeah, that'd be good one. Kevin Spacey or Morgan Freeman because his voice is mint. Like, Morgan Freeman has just got just an amazing voice over him. Or, or another guy that's got a mint voice, Patrick Stewart. You see, his voice would be fantastic. Yeah. And, I'd have, and I'd have to get him to go, these are the voyages of the Starship, blah, 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 and do, do some sort of weird Star Trek sort of quote or whatever. His log. Okay. You're a captain. <laughs> you're, captain's you're log. log. <laughs> captain's log. So, yeah, so I would have said Aaron Lewis, and I would have gone Kevin Spacey for yourself, but I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess, Spacey and who was the other guy you said? John Luke Picard. What's his name? Patrick oh, Stewart. Oh, I, oh, yeah, and Morgan Freeman. I think those three guys will probably set you back a pretty penny oh, if, they, no. if, they, if they do it. I'm always yeah, worth sure, looking yeah. into. So for me, I, I tell you who I'd love to hear from Brian Neil Blessed. Neil, Neil Martin. <laughs> Neil Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Blessed would be brilliant. It. <laughs> yeah. I was watching them behaving badly the other day, actually. I think it's you talking about Neil Morrissey so much. What, would you get Brian Blessing to just shout Gordon's alive or something and just repeatedly over and over? 
no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Flash Gordon. It's an okay film. I'm not going to sit here and slate it. Maybe we'll get into Christmas movies a little bit later. But yeah, I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of that film. It is okay and it is mildly entertaining. But I just like the guy. I think if you ever watch him when he's on TV, specifically when he's hosting, have I got news for you or guested on there? The guy's completely nuts. I can listen to him forever. He, he does seem slightly. Or should I say a slight looser grip on reality and the, the, than most people? He does go on quite a lot. He does. He does. Well, one of the things we wanted to talk about in this episode there, we loosely linked into it there by talking presents, was Christmas presents and some of the Christmas presents of the past. Now, I dropped off a little early Christmas present with my brother. Don't worry, John, I'll get you a proper one as well. Don't worry about it, kid. But I dropped off the Duchess and the Delirium Red with him. Which beard do you suppose he preferred? Duchess. Please don't say the Duchess. Yeah. He, he said, we are harsh on that beer. He says it wasn't one of his favourites. He probably wouldn't buy it again. It smelled of vinegar, but it didn't taste of it and got slightly worse the more you drank. But he finished it and actually said he preferred it to the Delirium Red. He doesn't like it. I don't like it. Like how? I have no idea. I have no idea. I was like, I was, I was flabbergasted. I was gobsmacked. <laughs> Can't think of any other words like that, but I do quite like him. <laughs> Did you slap it? Well, no, no, he just messed me. I was like, you, you can't be serious. The Duchess is literally one of the worst beers that I've ever tasted. The other one was that bloody strawberry beer you gave me, guys. That was failed appalling. Well, you see, that I, I did well then, obviously, to palm that. Bad <laughs> she, did. she did. I actually, I, on every time that I've had the Duchess, I've managed to drink more of it than I managed to that strawberry beer you gave me. That's how bad that was. Wow, that must be bad then. But that delirium, man, I was saying to him, if I have, if I have a couple of bottles of that, I'm smashing it down. It's like I drink it like fizzy pop. It's lethal stuff because it's eight percent, and you just bang. It's so sweet. I think we smashed half a keg last time we came on as well. Mm. <laughs> it was a good year. It was a good job Kim was driving. I think I had a little bobies in the car on the way. In. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually the first time I think I've had the delirium Christmas, and I tell you what, dude, that is a really good beer. I tell you, wasn't that interesting though? Last week when we had Ryan and Brad on, that they identified the beers. That we enjoy. Bo said the same thing, and John said the same thing. He was pleased to try the Duchess and Delirium Red because he recognises is the sort of stuff that we talk about here regularly. I didn't realise that we had that reputation. I like it though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's most episodes we talk. Well, our introduction is we talk about the beers that we're drinking, and we we probably will discuss beer without it being a beer podcast. We probably discuss discuss the beers that we we like you know so it's interesting that a couple of people have picked up on oh obviously they're the beers that you guys as a podcast drink yeah and so effectively lump us all together and say that oh well you guys drink that because i probably get i'm probably more coming around to more of the beers that you guys you two drink than i would historically drink but i suppose andy andy would drink lots of different beers and particularly you i'd you know you will drink lots of beers like a was it like a lake like a marshmallow type sort of stout and stuff you know it's like i wouldn't necessarily drink that but and i know andy you said you were a massive fan of that one were you no no, so yeah, yeah I say, but it's like interesting that, that other people love love... really. No, I wouldn't go that far, but um, but it's interesting that loads of other people, you know, people that you know, we don't necessarily to speak to that often lump us all together. I want you guys drink those yeah. beers, you know, and uh, but that's quite cool in a way, yeah. I quite like it. A bit of a niche market going on there, so that's fine. Yeah, I don't mind. I quite like that. I did. I quite like that. So, we've, like we said, we're going to talk about Christmas presents. We had, and I shared with these guys a couple of weeks ago, a little Christmas present early, didn't we? We got sent some nudes. DM some nudes by a sexy blonde, didn't we? You did. 
Must have I missed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I shared it on the WhatsApp. I shared it on the WhatsApp group. <laughs> Fortunately, it was from a dude who looked like Wagner out of the, the X Factor. <laughs> hey, where's that? What is it about Tallboy Radio that anybody think would be interested in that kind of thing? What is, it? you know, I'm happy with to be tagged with the, the strong Belgian beer tag, but, but not, not but not nude Wagner. Not, no, not nudes or long-haired blokes with mustaches. Gee whiz! Oh, I don't know. I suppose uh, everybody has to reach out at some point. I suppose you know, everybody yeah. needs a everybody needs an audience. No, I wasn't time. a massive fan of film, honest, but hey, uh, there we go. No, no, no. But I tell you what, though. Like I said, not a massive fan. Let's talk about, I think when you think about Christmas, a lot, certainly a lot of my memories are probably tied into my childhood. And I think when we, when your parents as well, and you suddenly realise that your children, as your children are growing up, they're, you're watching your parents grow up as well, because we're, we're sort of growing up and we're becoming, well, slowly, but surely at the age of 48, become an adult as well at the same time. And you're developing and you're making those memories. And now the more important to you that your children have those memories and you, you centre it around them. But when we were kids, it was certainly centred around us. And I always felt that way. I, you know, maybe we're a little bit fortunate in our backgrounds there, because I know not every Everybody has that, but certainly I know I always did. So, if you guys got any Christmas memories or any absolute quality Christmas presents, it doesn't have to be the best present in the world, but something that stuck with you that, that was important to you. I'd love to hear them. I mean, it's not the well, I suppose it would be one of the best presents I've got. It's not in terms of some value or anything else, but I remember it must have been, I don't know, maybe mid 80s, maybe early 83, 84, some of that. So I'm probably like 10 or 11 years old. And I just started watching American football and I got an American football for Christmas. And I remember it as though it was yesterday. Snow was outside and I opened the presents and me and Sid, you know, we'd open a couple of other presents and stuff. And, and I got an American football. And me and Sid went outside into the closest that we lived in at, at the time, and we bathed, it was cold, snowing, and we must have spent two and a half hours outside just throwing this American football to each other. And it's a proper, proper strong memory of mine that I got. And, I, and I, I, whenever I think back to it, I, I, I loved it because it's the present I remember the most. And, you know, we used to, we, we got one Christmas, we got an Atari. You know, the old like cartridge top loader sort of console thing. So we had that. But the, it was the American football. And, and I got uh, like a, a sort of a, a beanie hat sort of thing that put on. And, and we were outside and we spent hours just throwing this American football to each other. And as I say, it was probably, I want to say maybe 83, 84. So like I say, I would have been sort of 10 or 11, maybe just getting into American football, getting into American sports. It just come on to Channel 4. Yeah. It, it, it was, I was sort of proper into it. And, and that that's probably one of my strongest childhood memories, actually, in terms of a Christmas, like Christmas Day. And it's not this, you know, the, the, the biggest present, the most expensive present, but it's the one I remember because... I mean, Sid just, you know, it's my present, they bought it for me, but we, obviously Sid's my brother and stuff, so we went outside and we were just like, we just played for hours, just throw, literally just lobbing the ball to each other, and you'd be like, oh, and he drops back into the pocket, and he launched, and, and we couldn't throw it back in the day, you know, like <laughs> wibbly-wobbly sort of thing, it'd be like, absolutely terrible, couldn't spiral it at all, but because we were both relatively sporting, decent hand-eye coordination, we'd catch it sort of thing and throw it, but it'd be all over the place, and then we learned to sort of spiral it, and when we got it as a spiral, we were like, woo! sort of thing you know and it was proper but honestly dude like real strong memory of that 
and and it's an American football. It, 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 it's an American football. It's not it's not a massive computer. It's not a massive sort of. It, but that for me was a present that I got that I proper cherished and enjoyed and grew up with and and a memory of Christmas Day growing up. That that was it. Cool, cool. That's quite interesting. That one. It is quite interesting. Like you say, it's not the most expensive present in the world. But at the same time, back then in what was probably the early to mid-80s, fairly uncommon, I would have thought. You know, yeah. It's not something you would have seen maybe the year or two before. But yeah, it suddenly became very, very prevalent at the point that Channel 4 started showing it. And I can actually remember getting the Channel 4 Christmas NFL annual one year, the NFL. It was like the blue cover. I yeah. think it may have had the, 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 the San Francisco 49ers on the front. I can't remember. But yeah, absolute gem. Absolute gem. What about yourself, Andy? I don't know about the best Christmas present, but I do remember I used to, early 90s, when I was like six, seven, <laughs> used to get like a stocking and I get up and it's got like an orange or an apple in it or whatever. But then there'll be a, mum used to get me like a little like Lego, somewhat small Lego. So I remember like there used to be a little cars or something like that. So I used to have like loads of Lego, you know, like a garage and all that sort of stuff. So she used to get me like a little car for the stocking and I go downstairs and get the bigger present. But I always enjoyed the little Lego present. Now that I used to get bikes. I say I got a bike for Christmas once, but I always loved like opening the stocking because it was just like a, a teaser for what's downstairs or whatever. Ah, <laughs> it's just yeah, that little yeah. Lego or not. You used to have like little stocking fillers and stuff. You knew yeah. you have your stocking first and be like, oh, what's in there? And we, 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 we did it for our girls for, for years and it'd be like a bit of a, it might be a bit of like a, a, a makeup stick or something, it might be like a chocolate orange in there. So you used to go diving into the stocking first. And see what the little sort of knickknacks were almost, and then it's like, oh, okay, now you've had that. Now going to the lounge or whatever, and there's like a bike or there's a massive sort of whatever it may be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, what about yourself then, Ad? What, what what was yours then in terms of sort of growing up or uh, well, a, a sort of a memorable present that you had? There, there is one thing actually, but just just on Andy's, just on Andy's one there. I tell you what, dude, I'm going to do that for my kids. Maybe not this year because you know, nearly five and two and a half perhaps a little bit young certainly when they get the well they don't get lego let's be honest i get the bloody lego <laughs> we're going to talk about happy christmas memories from our childhood in a little bit but one of my favorite ones was last year they all buggered off for a walk on boxing there and i sat and played with the lego and had a few beers it was absolutely brilliant was that when you created the tbr uh, pole dancing club or whatever did, it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pole dancing club at lego. So, you know it's I was pretty What's proud that, of that? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's what GFG tells me about. I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm ready for a treat from Andy. I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, though. When we came up with the idea for this, and we were sharing what we wanted to talk about, the different Christmas memories, I started to think about it. And same as yourself, actually, guys. The one thing, and the same as yourself, Andy, really, wasn't the most expensive of gifts. It's actually a pen. Do you remember something called a space pen? I don't think so. Just before you start that, I was going to say, I don't know what a space pen is, but I was going to say, is it going to be one like where you tip upside down and there's like a naked woman on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We all, we all had them when we were at school. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, they were that highlight. When I ain't 14, I really appreciated that, I can tell you. Well, that's, a, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got that excited to so, know a space pen. It was shaped, it was about the length of, of a bullet. In fact, I think it was called space pen bullet. Pulled it out and you stuck the, the lid on. The lid was quite size. Well, it made it a full length pen, but you could write underwater. It, it wasn't affected by gravity because it was pressurized. So you could write upside down and you, it would never fade. And I tell you what, I love that pen. And I, I was thinking about it. I had a little, it was gold with a, a black end to a black rubbery end. And I was thinking, I have no idea. I, 
what happened to it? And it got to the point where I actually said to Kim, when we were planning this episode, I'll tell you what I want for Christmas. Get me one of them space pens. So with a little bit of luck, and if she's listened to us now on 20th of December, you've got five days, get it sorted. So <laughs> I got a message saying, oh, you can have all this beer, because I don't want it. He wants a pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beer is my fuel to get me through Christmas Day. The pen is... <laughs> to jot down, you know, a few notes on a wake up on Boxing Day, so I know exactly what happened and who I have to apologise to. <laughs> I, 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 had that, I had that last year. Yeah, Jenny was very happy. I sort of, let's just say, overindulged in uh, in a couple of be- Belgian beers. And so uh, let's just say this year I won't be indulging in quite as many Belgian beers. But I think I might, might need perhaps one of those pens just to note down. So, yeah, offended this, offended auntie, offended uncle. Offended, or yeah. whatever it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, offended everybody. Yeah, <laughs> just that one word, offended. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's weird because you know you, you go through almost like a and and you you will get this, Andy. You, like you go through, and Adam, you you're not there yet, but like a not a, not a boring period or a null period. But Christmas is brilliant when you're growing up and you're a kid yourself, and then you go through teens, and it's great because you can start to get the things you want and then it's almost like as I say you don't really look at Christmas for yourself it's then when you have kids yourself that then you start to then enjoy Christmas again and you know my two are 16 and 14 and they still love Christmas as I said earlier right at the start of the episode you know Jenny and my two girls love Christmas so sort of fighting and losing battle really but it's not a battle that needs fighting well no maybe not and but they're at 16 and 14 and you think they're just on the cusp of not Christmas is not important but it's not it hasn't quite got that magical feel and the next time i suppose it'll have that magical feel will be when we become grandparents and you know amy and abby grow up and they have kids of their own and you're like and that's when it becomes magical again do you know what i mean so there's always there's like periods of time that it's fantastic and it's great you see all your mates i mean we're going out you know well when this drops we will have been out um you know me jenny adam kim and stuff we're going out next i say next week but by the time this drops it was like two weeks ago <laughs> you know and and you get to meet and go out and, and and share a drink with friends and family and all of that sort of stuff but it's not quite the same as when you've got your own kids and like christmas for your kids is like an amazing time to see their face ad you must be like this year for oh. you will be like unbelievable yeah till unbelievable. he gets it yeah till he gets it uh, you know she, she got it last year and the year before as well because like i say she's nearly five so she is absolutely wired she's absolutely wild on christmas morning let's see there's wrapping paper anyway i mean let's i didn't even get to open any of my presents you know they all got done by here as well and god i think there's going to be a bit of a scrap if she tries to do jj's this year and this will be the first year like i say he's two and a half so he'll definitely get it oh yeah he's he, the boy can stand up for himself now he's got, he's got he has he's got a mean right up God bless him. Well, he needs it with her as well. He's to keep her in tow. <laughs> but like you say, you know, and 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 that's that. We're thinking about you know the, the risk of sounding like Charles Dickens, Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. I can't even imagine Christmas as a grandparent. Although I will, I will tell you this story. Remember, was it? I don't think it was last year. It was the year before when we went to Centre Parks. Now, if I let my beard grow, it is horribly, horribly grey. You're probably looking at me now if you're watching on YouTube, thinking what a youthful, sprightly young 48 year old I am. If I let this beard grow. I look like Santa. And we went to Santa Parks. I hadn't had a shave. I thought, when I get there, I'm going to get a rollicking off Kim. Best get this trim. Stuck my hand in the bag. No beard trimmer. I forgot it. So I had a full-on grey beard come the end of the holiday. And Matilda was charging around the park market, you know, where you buy your food and everything like that. And the shop assistant turned to me and said, is she running rings around your granddad? 
What? <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. I've never had that. So I well, think maybe I, listen, I'm, I know I'm an old dad. I had my, you know, my first kid at 43. So I, I'm an old dad. I get it, but there was no need for that. Love. I'm on the other base. below the belt. Come on. <laughs> you should have faked a heart attack. <laughs> Tell you what, I nearly had one when she said it. They really need to fake it. I was going to say, no need to fake that. Bloody hell! Um, it, no, because it, it's interesting you say that because one one of one of my favourite Christmas memories with having the kids is we went to Centre Parks and we went over Christmas. So we went and we spent you know Christmas Day. We got there sort of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and stuff, and we spent it at, at, Chris, at Centre Parks. It was brilliant. It was absolutely just one of the best Christmases that we had with the, with the girls. And we, we took our own sort of Christmas lunch as such. And Jenny took like a little turkey breast and, and so we cooked ourselves. And we woke up Christmas Day morning and it was quite cold. We opened the sort of the blinds or the curtains or whatever it was in the lodge. And it was very wintry, very snowy. And outside, and I, I, I won't swear, but, you know, I, I kid you not, it looked like a reindeer. It clearly wasn't a reindeer. It was a deer, but it was like it outside. You went like that, and you were like, like wow. And and there was a bit of a, a lake, and there were ducks, and th- there was squirrels, and there was loads of wildlife. And then there was literally a deer, and we were like, like this is brilliant. So we we, we took a couple of presents and, and bless them. The girls were like, as we were going going up, they're like, well, how will Santa know that we're here and we're not at home? That like, well, Santa's a very clever man, sort of thing. And and we didn't put like, all of the presents in. And he said, well, he will deliver some at home, and he he knows we're coming, and we we've sent him a letter and told him we're going to be here and blah blah blah. So we had we opened a couple of presents at, at, when we were away. Had Christmas lunch in the lodge, just the four of us. And a, like an amazing lunch, and I can't tell you how special, fantastic, warm it felt. Just the four of us being away, and it sounds like really non-Christmasy at all. But we then went swimming in the afternoon because the pool was open, and we were sitting Christmas Day late afternoon sort of thing, and we were in the outside pool, but it was in the the sort of jacuzzi warm bit. So we were all just sitting there, and we've opened presents. We've seen a reindeer, according to the girls. You know, we we've had Christmas lunch. They're now doing what they want and we're swimming and we're sitting in this outdoor pool and it's dark and you've got stars and it was just like a magical time. And don't get me wrong, you know, centre parks do, you know, they do lay on the old cost for sort of Christmas and stuff and it is ridiculous. But we thought, you know, we'll do it this one year. And it was it was amazing. It's fantastic. And we had a such a lovely time. And I would, if you can afford it, yes, it's pricey, but if you can afford it, it's amazing. They do this winter wonderland walk and you go through all the trees and lights. So I don't know whether you did that or not, but it, it is, it's yeah. brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah, we never, we didn't go over obviously Christmas time, but we went a couple of weeks before. And again, I'd, I'd absolutely echo what Gaz said. Well, well worth it. It's magical. It is absolutely magical. And you know, we, we've been to a centre parts a couple of times, haven't we, Andy? And it's pretty stress-free. You drop your car off, which means you can solidly drink for the next four days. It's an absolute winner. But yeah, it's wonderful. It was so relaxed and it's a whole different experience I think we paid maybe an extra 50, 60 quid as well. And they deliver you a Christmas tree to decorate in your lodge. Yeah. And that and that for me as well worth doing. And then you get to keep it. And obviously we left the tree, but we brought the baubles home and, you know, yeah. I've stuck TBR on a few of them. It's on my Christmas tree right now in the front room. But we, you know, we, we, we went and, and you, you go into your lodge and you have like a sort of floor to ceiling, sort of big sort of chalkboard and stuff. And you can get to write your own Christmas message on there. And you leave your chalk and stuff, you know, and, 
don't get me wrong, I'm, a lot of the time the chalk's all over the bloody lodge, it's you know, any of the, <laughs> the board where it should be and stuff, but, you know, you get to write a Christmas message on there, and it, it's just brilliant. It, it, it's, a, it, it's a fantastic experience that, that I'm so glad that we had with our girls, and, so, and it is pricey, don't get me wrong, and, and not everybody can afford it, and I get that, but... You know, if you can, then it is fantastic, and that that's one of my one of my favourite memories, really, of of Christmas with with the girls is that Christmas away, and and actually we said you know we would consider going away again, sort of thing, but it was wintry, it was cold, it, but we had such a such a nice family experience. It, it was, it was fantastic, it's brilliant, awesome. Awesome, yeah, I would, I would second that. It's, I love Centre Parks. I love Centre Parks. Gee whiz, they do love to crank the price up though during the holidays. But my goodness, yeah, it's, it's a great place, absolutely great place to visit. What about yourself, Andy? Have you got any? Have you got any specific memories of Christmas that you enjoy sharing? I don't know. I, I, I was trying to think when you, you were talking. Then I think, like, like I said earlier, you know, you get a little stocking and all that, and get the big presents. Maybe the last few years has been a bit different for me. I think, yeah, we've had all family round every last, like, say, four Christmases or whatever. So, yeah, it's just good to get the parents around, have a few beers and stuff, and just relax for a few days because everyone else is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's going to be different in the next few years for me. Like, but um, before that, like teenage years, I don't really remember much Christmas other than you know, like. I'd normally pester my mum for the latest console, like a Dreamcast or something, and yeah. that'd be out like before Christmas. I'd be like, oh, I'll have it as a Christmas present. Bottle <laughs> one <laughs> <it> now. Yeah. <laughs> it's stuff like that for me. I'm going to have to get into this Christmas mood for, for, the, for the boy in the next few years, but I've got a bit of time before that happens. Yeah, you've got, I was going to say, you've, you've got a bit of time. I mean, one, one of the things for me was so my mum's side of the family live on the Wirral, and we always used to go up there on Boxing Day, and we used to have Christmas Day at home, me, Sid, mum, dad. And then we would go to my nan's on Boxing Day. And that that was traditionally what we did. And my mum's sister and sort of the, her sons, my cousins, w- would go to my nan's as well and did it. So we, we'd go to my nan's on Boxing Day. And I think one Christmas, you know, there were 14 people and my nan, God rest her soul, you know, she died at the age of 100 sort of last year. So, you know, we, we went there and it was a tiny, tiny, tiny kitchen. She lived in this tiny little terrace house and, and tiny kitchen, like a two-ring hob. No, you know, a microwave, but I don't even think she had a microwave back then, but like a two-ring hob. And she cooked a Christmas meal for 14 people. Hell. And it blows my mind now to think, how the fucking hell did she do it? Like, genuinely, I don't know. It's like a two-ring hob. And you're like... And, and it was hot. There was enough food to feed a third world country. You know, it was like, you know, she'd bring out these bloody serving platters and it wasn't a plate. You know, those like oval plat- serving platters, she'd bring out them. And, and and I remember starting to eat and I'm not eating, I'm starting up here. And you got the, all the <laughs> veg and the roasty and then you got the meat and it was like, Jesus Christ, how much food have you done? But, you know, they, they brought out the emergency chairs, benches, tables. And, you know, we were literally sitting on, like, not quite primary school type benches and stuff. But it's like emergency benches, chairs. And, the, you know, there were 14. And if you went to the house that now my, my aunt and my cousin still live in, as I say, my nan's passed away. You think, how, how did you get 14 people, A, in the room, <laughs> but B, actually sitting at a table and it was there was like a trestle and it was like just a long line of people eating and and actually that 
I suppose one of the Christmas memories that was a and we did that for a number of years as I say that that was what we did on Boxing Day we'd go to my, 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 my nan's and that was I suppose one of my memories of Christmas is actually going to watch Everton and I know it's you know we're not doing that well at the moment but we went we, and were cousin, you back then <laughs> well mid 80s we were pretty decent to be fair dude I forget how old you are, sorry to be You were okay. Uh, uh, we were okay. And, and yeah, had it not been for circumstance surrounding a couple of incidents that happened mid-80s, I think we would have gone on to be not quite European greats and stuff, but we would have done pretty decent because, you know, we, we were perennial either league winners or runners-up and FA Cup finalists and winners and this, that and the other. So, you know, and I, and I remember going one boxing day and... My uncle, my uncle Bob, was an Everton fan. My two cousins were Everton fans. And I remember going to that one boxing day. And it must have been, again, about, you know, maybe 84, 5, 6, something like that. And we, we ate lunch earlier because my uncle Bob was like, well, there's a game on, so we're going to go. And I remember saying to my dad, like, can I go? My dad's like, yeah, yeah, OK, you can go, sort of thing. You know, stick, stick with your uncle Bob, sort of thing. Stick to the roads. Beware the moon. Beware of the moon, yeah, the murder it is. You know, and, and I went to Goodison. That's my first experience at Goodison Park. So that was the first game I went to. That's my team and that's where I support Everton. You know, we went to Wirral and mum's side of the family predominantly were, were Everton fans. So that that's how I support Everton. You know, that that's the story. But that was Boxing Day. Yeah, so that's a real strong memory of mine in terms of the Christmas period and being with family and... And, and having a real sense of, you know, we didn't see mum's side of the family that much because I say back in the day, they're only bloody 45 minutes away. It's not like <laughs> the other side of the world, you know what I mean? But we didn't see them that much. But when we did, we always had a great time. And we, it was like you'd never been away. And it's like seeing your best mate for, you know, you haven't seen each other for months and then you you see each other again. And that's a real strong memory of mine over the Christmas period is my nan cooking for all of these people and loving it. Not not worried about how am I going to do it, but actually genuinely loving entertaining people and having people in a house and, and being surrounded by what she would class as a, you know, her kids, her grandkids, her great grandkids and so on. It, it just fantastic family times. Oh, that's wicked. For me, I think obviously, as you know, I work in food retail, so my time now was precious because obviously it's a very, very busy time of the, of the year for me. So Christmas Day, Boxing Day is pretty much what I get off. I always work Christmas Eve, and frankly, I wouldn't want not to. I actually love working Christmas Eve because the atmosphere in store is fantastic. You're so, so busy. Everyone's in such a great mood. I love it. And I can remember when I was living in Winterley. I only lived in Winterley for a year. It's a tiny little village, two or three roads passing through. It's actually a little bit bigger now, but when I lived there, it wasn't very big. And I can remember getting home after a busy busy shift on christmas eve and the girl i was seeing who had gone out was an absolute winner as it turned out we weren't getting bogged down on those details and i went and got myself a beer out of the fridge and i sat down put a crap christmas film on the telly and just as i cracked it open it started to snow and not only that the winterly brass band started playing outside and it's like oh this is epic this is what christmas is about and that's and, I, and I, when i think back to it as a child as a child there was a, there was a there was almost like a feeling that time stood still you you'd, yeah. you'd finish school and then that was it you had no idea what day of the week it was you knew what day christmas was yeah. you knew what day boxing day was but everything else was a blur you know by the time you went back two weeks later which nowhere near as long as the summer holidays which you know let's not gloss over the fact that Gaz still has as a teacher but you know he still gets that wonderful two weeks off i'm guessing he kept pretty busy with his kids and his wife and what have you but it's one of those things, isn't it? It's a blur. You get back to you get back to school. You've forgotten how to bloody write. Your hands like 
you know what I mean, like Beetle, and you just can't <laughs> produce anything. But that that time, it was there was just a warm glow of a feeling, and I guess probably I owe my parents a massive debt and a massive uh, bill of gratitude to say thank you for creating that experience for us because it was it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. I enjoyed it so much and puts a bit of pressure on me now to recreate that for my own children so they have that special, warm, magical feeling throughout that time and it's as special to them as it is, it is to me and I think that's part of the reason why Christmas is so special to me. It's probably that it was instilled in me as a child. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Andy will have this to come and, you know, you, you have kids and, and as I say, not you live Christmas through your kids, but... It, no, you do. You do now. It, 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 it is different. You know, you go through that period of Christmas for yourself personally till you get to whatever age it may be. Some some kids will be 14, some kids will be 15, some kids will be 16 or whatever it may be. And then, as I say, you then have kids of your own and it's like, yeah, yeah, this is Christmas now. This is, and, and to see their faces and to see them experience it. And, you know, as a parent, you sit back and think, yeah. And and your job is to make it, I suppose, as magical, and I hope as magical as you as a child had it. And I will talk from, you know, I enjoyed my Christmases as a kid. And look, I get the fact that there's lots and lots and lots of children out there and kids and families and stuff that don't have great Christmases. I get that. But for me, I had a fantastic Christmases and it was brilliant. And, you know, mum and dad, you know, they didn't have the most money. We were not made of money and stuff, but... They always made it so special and just memories and just that they genuinely thought about. And this is the thing that that made it fantastic for me was that, as I say, the presents weren't the most expensive. They weren't the most glitzy, glamorous, but they thought about the presents. And it was like, actually, you know what? It might not be the biggest, the best, but he will really enjoy this or Sid would really enjoy this. And it was the thought that went into it. Do you know what I mean? That that made it just just proper special times. And yeah, you know, families and some people find it hard over Christmas and I get that, but it's a time for you to sit back and think, you know what, take stock a little bit. Add you're a phenomenal time in your life that you've got kids at the age that I say just starting to experience it but understand what's going on. Yeah. And when that happens it's it's brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's tried and it's tested and it's advertised and it's very, very best. But Jack Daniels, I always think when I see their adverts and it's not about what's under the tree, it's the people that's around it. And, you know, it, could, it probably couldn't be true. And just, just to, to touch back on something there that Gaz said, that there are people out there that don't have wonderful Christmases. And I read something today online, actually, about a pub in London and it's called the Alexandra in Wimbledon. And for years now, they've been doing a three-course meal for people who are alone at Christmas. To you turn up. You don't. You don't. You don't pay for it. You just turn up, and if you've got no one to spend Christmas with, doesn't matter what the reasons are, they will do you a three-course meal and a glass of wine on Christmas. And you don't get to sit there and eat it by yourself. They'll stick you on a table, you know, between tables of four to eight and a four. That is what's magical about Christmas to me. Stuff yeah. like that, you wouldn't do it any other day of the year. I just, I just thought that's beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. And and you know what? I say a round of applause because that is the christmas spirit that is we can provide and therefore we will and we will try to help out those that can't and if you are alone and and there's you know there's the i'm sure they're well i know for a fact that they're not the only pub stroke scheme stroke community that, that do that and there's lots of communities that will say you know come to our civic center come to our hall and if you are on your own come and sit and join and but it it's that 
sense of, I say family and if it's not family it's community because they sort of go hand in hand really and it's yeah fair fair play to them and I, I can't speak highly enough of them for what they do and I'm sure that, as I say I'm sure there's lots and lots and lots of other people companies charities whatever it may be that do a similar sort of thing so to all those people that, that do help to provide for those that perhaps can't provide for themselves a hats off to you F- fantastic effort well done guys yeah absolutely absolutely I, I totally totally second that so tbr moving on and it's difficult to move on after something like that because it feels like we're changing the subject and, and we are but i don't want to gloss over it or forget that i think I want, I want you guys to take something away from that and just think about that on christmas day think about others and if you could do something for somebody else who needs it then, then definitely do it i think it's really really important but speaking of doing things anyway well doing things for others well, where's this this homebrew of yours how's that coming along talking about <laughs> this homebrew well, when's it going to be ready I'm, we're curious we're, we're thirsty oh weeks away um, really well how many weeks away because we, we've got four weeks at the point well, of the uh, hopefully I'll have it ready by Christmas so I've not started yet <laughs> <laughs> but there's a reason though so yeah originally I was waiting for the heater element to come and I got that now I don't need to buy the um, cleaning fluid so one thing I thought I had it obviously I don't have it but then I thought I'd wait until this, well, I should have it by this Saturday. This weekend I've got a Saturday free, so it's going to be, should hopefully be started. And that should brew just before Christmas. Very good, very good. Well, we shall, we shall look forward to sampling that. I'm hoping that when I open my Christmas stocking that below the Lego is a little bit of beer from Andrew. Well, <laughs> I'll just return one of yours from Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude. It's whatever she said, it's not happening. Let me make that very clear. I'm not that generous of spirit. It's a bit of a shame because we, we could do we could do with a bit of a. Uh, I say, a bit of, I say, we we did it last year, didn't we? We had a TBR sort of production meeting yeah, out and stuff, but I don't know whether we. I don't think we've got time. I mean, obviously, Andy's circumstances have changed, and and you know he's got a little little and I just think about and stuff. So it'd be a bit of a shame if we couldn't maybe try and get together and have a bit of either. I say whether. It probably won't be pre-Christmas now, but maybe between Christmas and New Year, bring the little fella down, and you know we can perhaps, perhaps try and grab a beer and stuff together. That'd be that'll be pretty decent. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Maybe a, maybe a New Year get together if that if that's what we have to do. Because this is the thing with Christmas, as wonderful as it is, there's pressures and obligations that you have to meet with all sorts of people. And I, I say that like it's a chore. It really isn't a chore because sitting around eating a lot of food and drinking a lot of beer. It's not actually that yeah. different to what I do for the rest of the year. <laughs> What about the other 360, however many days to Listen, what do I always say? Truly blessed is he who keeps a little bit of Christmas in his heart every day. And I do the eating and drinking part daily. Absolutely. Jenny keeps saying, you're going to have an alcohol-free day. Well, maybe. But it's the Christmas season coming up, so maybe not. You know, so. But no, you know, you, you've got family, friends, work, dues, and this, that, and the other. So, yeah, I think we, you know, I think we're certainly this... I know that this will go out in a couple of weeks' time, but, you know, for the next two, three weekends, I think we're done. You know, it's like we can't, we're booked up on a Friday night, booked up on a Saturday night, and then all of a sudden it's like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and you think, okay, well, we've got something on the 28th, and da-da-da-da-da. I think it'd be decent if, I'm not putting any pressure on you now, Andy, but, you know, you and Amy and and, and Jackson come down, and, you know, we'll have a beer if we can. Yeah, let's try and meet up. It's, it's uh, definitely going to be one where Amy has to drive. Because <laughs> we, well, I'm, we, I'm hoping neither. Neither. Uh, well, I'm hoping I don't have to drive because we can sort of meet and I live sort of <laughs> ne- next door, so we'll we'll do something. But 
Well, we, we went out a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Anthony? We went out to the Aston Marina. We had a, one of the pods there, one of the one of the domes, which oh, is okay. actually pretty. Yeah, honestly, dude, really wicked. If you know, if you're in that area, I would definitely recommend doing it. The food was fantastic. The poor waitress had to listen to JJ yelling, "Alexa, Alexa, Alexa, Alexa!" Every time she took a bit. That's all we heard for two hours. They had an Alexa in there, so we listened to. So you know, of course, we took the opportunity. We got an extra listen. We got Tallboy Radio on in the pod while well, she was taking our orders. Maybe one listener, who knows? But yeah, I had little JJ there yelling, Alexa, 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 without pause. I'm very aware now. If anybody's listened to this on loudspeaker, I apologize. I've just, I've just fired it all up. Alexa, play your boy radio. Say, yeah. Nice work, dude. Nice work, dude. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so we went out and like both Andy and I elected to drive on that occasion because we're going out in a week or two's time or if we're doing Gaz and his, his Matt Damon beautiful mind thing that he was doing when he was trying to work out when and what dates everything's happening <laughs> oh, it's all relative to, to time of recording to time of release that we that when we go out that neither of us are driving so we can have a few beers because the pub that we go to we go to a pub in Chelford every year and the food is fabulous but they always have a decent range of beers on tap as well don't they yeah it, it wasn't by chance that we drove last time <laughs> no we weren't messing around we weren't playing games just on the subject of beer as well because obviously i'm now on my third christmas beer that the delirium christmas faultless really and really enjoyed it the saint foilion i thought it was okay but i tell you what, dude this is the pick of the bunch the gordon christmas it's a gem it's an absolute gem that 8.8 is the weakest of the bunch but i tell you what it's, it's a really really enjoyable dark beer i like it dude dude you only should get boobies in a minute mate if that's like the weakest of the three it's like <laughs> oh be, i will be sleeping i will it won't be an early start for me in the morning i can promise sorry folks <laughs> so i mean i know it i think i don't know that i spoke about this in a couple of couple of episodes back sort of thing but Andy you mentioned that you might have sort of folks over at yours are you for this Christmas is that what you're doing are you entertaining this year is that would that be the same as you would normally do or is that different because of Jackson and stuff or we've we've been trying to alternate it between just me and Amy visiting my family and visiting her family but last few years uh, her her family parents been staying over so it's not an issue because they love to cook (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. so, 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 do you want to come over to ours and cook at the same time? <laughs> well, they, they volunteer. So, uh, oh, do a- they? Amy, <laughs> well, they they get the the meat because they live near farms and stuff in Wales. So they normally bring a turkey or whatever. This year, we're having lamb, I think it is, okay. and then Amy and her mum will cook it. I've got my delirium keg that's going to be nice and chilled. And you'll have your uh, homebrew yeah. that's ready. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'll be sat in my knickers on the sofa drinking. What a lovely thought that is. <laughs> what about yourself? And I know, I know you're. Well, I, 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 you, you beat me, Charles. I was going to say what are you do now, but yeah, we, we, we. I think this year we're going to go over to Jenny's mum and dad. At the moment, it's not a hundred percent because they're having some work done on their house and stuff. So they're sort of trying to convert various bits of their house. So it, it depending on what, how far that get gets down the line, it might be our house might be at jenny's jenny's mum and dad's house so and then boxing day we're actually going out because we like i think we went out last year for for, for christmas day loved it you know it, it yes it's pricey however it reduces the stress levels for cooking and da, 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 and you can do the things you want to do but we're doing that this year on boxing day so we're going to go out boxing day have a nice meal we'll probably come back to our house and enjoy evening buffet and this that and the other stuff but yeah a bit undecided at the moment at the moment it's jenny's mum and dad's but 
it could quite easily turn into our house. And that's fine because there would only be us for Jenny's mum and dad and then potentially Jenny's granddad. So we, we have, you know, we, we've got space, we've got room for that. So we, we, we're pretty flexible at the moment. So what about yourself then? You're entertaining, aren't you, dude? Well, I was going to say, if if you do end up entertaining at your place, we should also probably put out a warning on our local Facebook page to say the parking will be a premium because we've got 11 over for Christmas Day. Yeah, so we, we've got a busy one. Yeah, I mean, that, include, that includes the four of us. So, yeah, it's it Yeah, but seven extras is like... It's a big one. It's a big one. Kim, Kim's cooking. We're getting the is it the dumb waiter out. We bought a dumb waiter a couple of years ago. I've never used it. <laughs> no idea where the instructions are. So we have to do a bit of a trial run beforehand. And then we've got to do so lots got of days. So you've yeah, go on. I'll get your pun in. No, no, no. Oh, right, sorry. I thought, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just just because weren't dumb waiters like sort of split levels and stuff. Is that not a dumb waiter? A dumbwaiter, unless I'm calling it by the wrong name, it is. It's it's like a bain marie with where you warm your plates on the bottom and then you store your veg and it keeps it warm in that. So that once it's all sat there, you just go help yourself to it. You can prepare all the other food. Probably what your nan did actually in a little probably, little house probably in, yeah. in, in in Liverpool. I, yeah. I always thought that. What did I think a dumbwaiter? I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking, but I, I didn't think that was it. You 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 will be right, obviously. And I will be wrong, obviously, but I know. I know Andy will be googling right now, as we can tell by the look on his face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, can't absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I was going to say, dumb waiter. I thought you were going to make a joke about yourself at first. <laughs> dumb wait. <laughs> Gee whiz! Oh, the, that ranks up there with the granddad comment. <laughs> It wasn't something I would I'd have said. It's it's just showing lips. Just did. <laughs> <laughs> so I said I thought you would have done that. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, okay I'll make a self deprecating no. comment. Was it done way uh, not the thing that they used to do in between the floors and they used to do the push looks, system and, and it, yeah, it that's go, what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, maybe well maybe I don't know. I don't know what that is. Lazy Susan or something. Lazy Susan, isn't that like the circular thing in the middle of the table? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just pick it up. Right, we, whatever it is, anyway. We've got whatever, whatever it may be. Effectively, yeah, Susan, yeah we, we, we'll play that. And we, we bought a load of plates a couple of years ago, actually, which is we've never used. So they're blue and white with a silver embossed Santa Claus on it. So that'd be, we're looking forward to cracking that open because we were going to do it last year, but we had limited numbers here last year because of obviously <laughs> restrictions. So this, so who, who you're looking at? So Kim's well, sisters. Yeah, Kim's sisters and partners, children, and, and, and Kim's yeah, mum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking. Oh, and and uh, Kim's uncle as well is coming over as well. And will you be cooking, or will Kim be cooking? No, nah, Kim will be cooking. Kim will be cooking. I, I like to cook, but Christmas is Christmas is for the drinkers. It's hot, hot to be. Well, that's the plan. <laughs> Christmas Day night, as soon as the kids are in bed, we're in the hot tub. That is it. Bailey's in the hot tub. Sounds like a bad combination. All, so, all 11 of you. Probably, well, no, because <laughs> there's, there's three children there. Uh, <laughs> and I think I don't think Kim's uncle's stopping over for that late. I think he's going. God bless him. You know, he'll, he'll see the warning sign, unless he's bringing his budgies muzzles. Strong I'm doing best to get Yeah, I do. I But no, we're we're at the point anyway where we we would be wrapping it up anyway. So a couple of a couple of shout outs that we need to do because we sort of glossed over it a couple of episodes ago. Country number forty was Jamaica, which was our pal Bill. 
you know, we huge been on holiday in Jamaica and obviously spreading the good word because we picked up listeners there. So thank you for that. And thank you for the bottle of Appleton Estate rum that you dropped off the other night. Slowed down the editing process. I'm not going to lie, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. There's still a little bit left. But then country number 41 dropped on as well. Mexico. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So I, we've reckon, get- that's just, I reckon that's just Bill on his way home. shouting out the plane window (laughs) that's just bill on his way home he's been diverted he's 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 dropped into guadalajara whatever mexico is and thought oh i'll download the latest episode that's what he's done well that's pretty wicked isn't it 41 countries now i know yeah Yeah, it'd be nice to pick up another one or two by year end but it's probably asking a lot but where will we be by this time next year how many people are going to be listening to tall boy radio i don't know but let's face it we appreciate each and every single one of you so that brings us to the end of episode 99 i hope you'll join us for episode 100 we'll keep it brief for you we promise so who wants to say their goodbyes first uh, yeah, I'll go first. I know I sort of normally do with intros and, and exits and stuff. Really enjoyed this episode. Great to reminisce. Love Christmas. Uh, as I said, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a house with three ladies, girls who love Christmas. So I've sort of fighting losing battle to maintain the um, it has to be December deadline. But loved it. I hope you guys love listening to our reminiscing. If you have got any sort of stories, tales funny sort of, I say, stories you want to share with us you, you, you're happy for us to share then please get in touch with all the usual social media outlets if not i hope everybody that listens has a fantastic christmas i hope it's a blessed christmas i hope it, it treats you well and um let's look forward to um turbo radio in the new year guys out amen to that andy yes yeah, it's been a good few weeks all the all the people we've had on the show and all that and it's a good year which we'll talk about in another episode. Yeah, if you've got any good traditions that we should include in our Christmases, then yeah, we'll take a look at that. As you know, I'm the most Christmassy one out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> well, what I'll say as well, I absolutely echo everything these two guys have just said, but I had a recent conversation. I had a phone call out of the blue off a chap by the name of Mark Weaver who we did a, a couple of Guinness World Records with, God bless him. And actually phoning me on Cheshire Police Business. He went to get hold of, of somebody who used to work for me. And so obviously I passed on his number and that was by the by and everything worked out okay. So that's the good news from that little bit. But we were chatting and he said... Absolutely loving it. Just got back listening to podcasts. I'm listening to Tallboy Radio and I'm going back. Um, I'll literally, the last episode I listened to was your Halloween episode last year, but I'm really enjoying catching up. So, what I will say, Mark, happy Easter 2023 if you listen to this one now. Well done catching up on it. But for everybody else, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous day and a really wonderful festive period. Take care and thanks for listening. Mm